Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It's that time of the week. It's Doggy Pod time. <laughs> Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to the Doggy Pod. I'm producer Stephen Peters here with Dr. Rob Zammett. And in this episode, we are hitting the road. Yeah, exactly. Why do some dogs get very car sick and what can we do about it? And why do some dogs love sticking their head out of a speeding car out the window? Plus, what's the story with dogs and chocolate, Stephen? Is it real or not? Yeah, well, let's find out. Anyway, and our celebrity pooch this week, her name is Dora the Explorer. Find out who owns Dora the Explorer, and it's a very, very famous actor, uh, shortly. And our special guest has been called a radio legend. Currently, he's a Triple M DJ, Mr Luke Bonner. But before we get into all of that, Rob, what's been happening at the clinic this week? Oh, had a really big win this week. Um, cancer is as common in dogs as it is in people. You know, people are starting to understand that. Yeah, your body gets hit with 20 million cancer cells every day. Hard to believe, isn't it? 20 from where? From your body. Your body just... What is cancer? It's one of your cells reproducing itself and then continues to reproduce and all the other cells keep on reproducing. That's all cancer is. A normal cell in the body says... Uh, I'm not going to stay here quiet. I'm going to start reproducing. And 20 million of your cells go cancerous every day. But what happens is your immune system kills them off straight away. Thank God I'm starting to feel a bit crook. Don't worry about it because 20 million is just such a tiny, tiny, tiny Oh, yeah, 20 million doesn't sound like a lot at all. It's not a big number. When you talk about trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of cells in your body, it's not a big number. It's less than 0.0001%. Good, lots of those. Yeah, lots of those. But occasionally one gets through. And in some animals it gets through, um, some breeds of dogs get through more commonly than others. Some breeds of dogs have a common cancer they might get. This was a boxer, and in boxers, unfortunately, lymphoma is a common problem in dogs. And lovely to say, 
Brutus, who is just a... He's not, I don't know why they call him Brutus. He's just gentle. How, how old is Brutus? He is seven years old and has just been through lymphoma therapy with us and he's in remission, totally in remission. He's off drugs and not having any uh, positive signs of lymphoma whatsoever. Lymph nodes are all down. The owners noticed quite a few months ago these lumps appearing on him and thought, what's going on? It's, this isn't right. And Any other symptoms? He was not off his food. He was off his food. He was, just wasn't himself at all. And they said to me just yesterday, you know what, we've got him back. He's our old dog, back to what he used to be. Eating well, of course, but happy, gregarious, you know, lost a typical boxer, just the clowns of the dog world. They really are. And all because we were able to instigate some good um, chemotherapy in this dog. And it's worked very, very well. People don't realise that we can do all those things in dogs as well. We can do radiation therapy, we can do chemotherapy, um, and we can certainly help a lot of dogs that may be suffering from cancer. Not all of them, just like people. Sometimes you will instigate therapy and nothing happens. It doesn't work. But enough of them, we're getting good results with enough of them to say confidently, yeah, look, it's worth having a go. Think about it. Just while we're on that, before we move on with the show... um, it brings up a question I've just wondered how often might happen to you in the clinic, and that is where somebody brings in their dog and it's going to be very, very, very expensive mm-hmm. and they don't have pet insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, and they maybe have to make the decision whether they can afford to do it, whether they can afford to yeah, go through with whether it be exactly. surgery or treatment. And, uh, and they maybe, for whatever reason, we can't be judgmental, they just can't afford it and they have to say no. It happens well too often in every vet's surgery and many, many vets, including ourselves, will do a lot of pro bono work, but you can only do so much. If you keep on doing all work pro bono, you're not going to be there for very long. So, you you know, at times if the animal's suffering and you just can't afford the expensive treatment and it can't be supplemented in some way, then, yeah, you do have to make the really tough decision to, well, at least not let the animal suffer. It's hard on us, but um, at least the animal is no longer suffering when you do that. Well, let's hope um, none of us end up in that position. Um, Our quiz question this week. Now, last week, you might remember, or in the last episode, you might remember we were talking about what is the most popular breed of dog uh, in the US of A. And this week, the question is, what is the most popular breed of dog in the world? Mm. Is it the Labrador Retriever, the Golden Retriever, the German Shepherd, the Poodle, or a Greyhound? Now, think about it. One of those is the most popular breed of dog in the world. You'll find out the answer a little bit later. All right, a lot of people love taking their dogs with them on holiday. And we all would, I'm sure, if we could. But depending on the dog, a trip in the car can be a nauseating experience. Um, Dogs can get car sick sickness just like the rest of us. So is there anything we can do about it, Rob? Yeah, look, the, the most common reason dogs get car sick is because they don't go in the car. <laughs> that sounds crazy, like how do you get car sick if you're not in the car? It's because they're not in the car very often and then you put them in and expect them to accept being in the car, having motion sickness. It can affect any mammal and certainly affects our dogs if they're not used to it. So I always tell people, Every month, at least, put your dog in the car and take it for, for a run around the block. If you really want to get your dog used to the car, a good trick that I do with all my clients when I'm training them um, about car sickness in dogs, 
you pop the car, the dog in the car just before it's meal time at night, drive just round the block, get out, have a little play and feed the dog. Do that every night. If you do it for one or two weeks, your dog gets used to the car very quickly. And it gets used to the fact that, oh, let's get in the car because afterwards we're going to have a play and we're going to get fed. The dog starts relating all good things with car travel. That's one way. Now, if you're still having troubles, if you, or if you can't do that, there's a natural way that sometimes works, which is ginger tablets. Ginger tablets you can get from a health food store or a chemist, and they are sometimes called ginger travel sickness tablets, just like humans. So what dose do you give? It's pretty empirical. It's not a defined dose. Um, a big dog I give an adult dose to, but you have to be well ahead. You know, give it an hour or so before you actually travel and another dose just before you travel. Little dogs, maybe half or even a quarter of that amount, and that can help. So what does ginger do? How does that help with uh, car well, sickness? It just help, settles your tummy. You know, if you, right. if you feel sick, sometimes some people will just drink some ginger ale and it settles their tummy and, yep, feel much better now. So ginger is one of these natural herbal things that does work. You know, lots of herbal products, people get worried about, oh, herbal medicine. Well, modern medicine started off as herbal medicine. So you know, of course. ginger is one of those things that has lived on in the herbal world for motion sickness. You can use human drugs like Maxilon, um, which is an anti-emetic that a doctor will prescribe. So to you, if you're, if you're vomiting and they want to control vomiting, they might give you Maxilon. Uh, it's, um, your vet will prescribe that if he feels it's appropriate. Though your vet might these days go to another drug called Serenia. Serenia has been really good for travel sickness. Not cheap, to be honest. It's a tablet. Um, if you have to use it all the time, it, it, it becomes very expensive. But very often, if you use it a few times and you keep your dog travelling, your dog gets used to travel. Especially small dogs, I guess, because they can't necessarily see out the window. Yeah. And so all they're getting are the movements of the car and they don't know what the hell's going on. Not a lot of fun. You try putting your head down and reading while you're travelling in the car. Mm-hmm. I know some how people, that's going to yeah, end up. Some yeah. people can do it, but uh, not me. <laughs> so get, the best way to get your dog used to it is to travel often with your dog in very, very short, just as I say, travel around the block uh, or you know, just a... A kilometre down the road and a kilometre back, that's that's enough. If you can do that every couple of days, your dog will get used to it in most cases and accept car travel as being fun. But don't forget, with car travel, make sure you have your dog in a harness or in a crate or in the back of a, a station wagon type thing with a grill up so your dog can't injure itself should there be a car accident or should you even have to stop fast. Okay. But one thing that uh, some of the bigger dogs do and that do enjoy going on a road trip is they hang their heads out the window. And I've got to say, it does look like a lot of fun. Yep. And totally illegal in a lot of states, thank God. Really? To let your dog hang its head out yeah, the window? Yeah, because I have had the carcass brought in with oh. the missing head. Oh. Literally had that on four separate occasions. I remember each one because it's so horrific. The truck goes too close to the car and the dog's head's out the window. Oh, my God. Go- a truck dog, going the other way. Yep. Yeah. It's the most and the person is so upset. Well, it should be. Don't I don't like leaving. I won't let my dogs hang their heads, heads out the window because of that reason. Um, in New, In the state of New South Wales in Australia, you're not allowed to put your dog in the back of a utility truck, you know, pickup truck, without it being tied down so it doesn't jump off or hang its head out the side because that's what can happen. 
So why do they do it? You can certainly wind the windows down and the dog gets the same sensation without putting the head right out the window. And it's because it's a world of smell. Now, dogs live in some between 10 to 100,000 times the sense of smell that we have. What they're smelling and all the different things that are going around the place, all these different smells, I'm thinking, wow, isn't this fun? It's not the rush of the wind up your nostrils that is getting going. It's the actual smells that are carried in the air. And they think, yeah, yeah like, we're like, oh, look at this, look at that. We're looking at everything, yeah, as we drive past. Look at that scene or look at this, look at this tree, look at that. They're going, oh, smell that. Oh, boy, boy, listen, smell that. Oh, whoa. That's a KFC place. Oh, whoop, there's, there goes a burger place. You know, they're smelling all different smells all the time and having a lot of fun doing it. That's what they're enjoying. But not hanging their head right out the window. Do not so, let them do it. It's too dangerous, just too dangerous. So if you're letting your dog hang its head out the window, hang your head in shame and yes. stop it. Yes, and if you continue it, we'll put a cone of shame on your head. <laughs> on your head, which would make driving really difficult. <laughs> Okay, while we're chatting about things that aren't particularly good for dogs, one thing that is definitely not good for dogs is letting them eat chocolate. Even though the temptation is there, because we know they would love it, mm. and they seem to hang around when we're eating chocolate, um, they can, maybe they can smell the sugar, I'm not too sure. But what is it about chocolate and dogs, Rob? Chocolate is an accumulative poison in your dog. Now it's a little bit, sounds fine, but they keep the toxin in there especially the caffeine and it builds up and builds up and builds up until they start seizuring uh, and they can end up with um, renal failure as well the kidneys shut down so for me of course chocolate is out for anybody that knows dogs you do not feed your dog chocolate because the poison the toxin accumulates over time in the dog's body if you want to buy your dog a chocolate yeah by all means carob you know the ones without caffeine without all those other things in it they're fine, and you can, and they make special doggy chocolates out of carob, Do- doggy drops. I think they're even called choc drops for dogs. They're fine. So if you're going to buy yourself a chocolate and you want to share it with your dog, just buy him his his or hers separate type of doggy chocolate. I used to have them on the uh, front uh, reception desk, the doggy chocolate drops, and I remember one of my clients just, mm, yeah, these taste nice. Well, these, they're doggy chocks. No, they're fine. <laughs> they're they're well, fine for humans. Well, I guess if they're made out of carob, yeah, yeah, No problem. Fine, yeah. yeah, he was even enjoying it as well and sharing it with his dog. Oh, so. there you go. There's a chocolate you can share with your dog. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good to know. Are there other treats, though, that people might think, oh, my dog would love this, that actually don't realise could be quite dangerous? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the most common one that's used, and we've talked about this in the past, chicken necks and chicken wings, really bad for dogs. All sorts of reasons. We talked about the toxins that's in it. We talked about the paralysis it caused. And, of course, they can splinter and cause problems inside. For me, raw poultry in dogs is out. Sorry, guys. I know know, a lot of people say, oh, no, I fed it for years. Yeah, okay, you can get away with it for a long time. But when when you don't get away with it, 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 the statistics don't matter, do they? When it's your dog that's affected, Mm. it doesn't matter if you've done it for, for 10, 20 years. When it's that dog, you think, oh, what have I done? So that's out. Onions, of course, are out. Onions cause an, an anemia in dog that cannot be reversed. So when you eat Chinese food and there's a whole lot of cooked onions at the bottom that you don't want, don't give them to the dogs. You can cause a severe, irreversible anemia. 
Grapes. Wow, I didn't know that. Grapes are out. Grapes, raisins, sultanas, out. Because they will cause renal failure in your dog. We've We've treated a lot of dogs over the years. Fruitcake that has all these dried fruits in it can cause this sort of problem in your dog. So be careful of of those sort of products. And there's a host of other things that you can look up. We can go on for ages talking about what you shouldn't feed your dogs. But the big thing is use common sense. Some fruits are okay in moderation. Things like apples are fine. Pears are okay for dogs. You can give a little bit of those. Carrots, a little bit of of raw carrot if you want your dog to chew on something. Um, okay. If your dog vomits a lot with carrot, it's because it can't digest it. So don't keep pushing the, the envelope with that sort of thing. Um, and you know, use common sense. Basically, yeah, there's lots of good doggy treats that you can buy. And I'm sorry, I'm not being racist, but I will not buy any treats that are made in Southeast Asia. Um, in Why China. is that? Why is that? There have been some real bad toxins in some of the tr- treats that have come from China and they've killed some dogs. So I always tell my cat, see where it's made. Not worth the risk. Just, well, it could kill your dog. So treats made in, in, in Australia or the UK or um, France is okay and also in USA. They're fine. But be careful where your treats are made. New Zealand, of course, excellent. Actually, they, one of the things that's come out of New Zealand a lot have been antlers for dogs to chew on. Yes, I saw some yeah. antlers the other day um, at, at the pet yep. shop, yeah. And I've had no problems with those. All the dogs I've seen that have that are really good. So no great dramas with antlers. So there's some of the treats that you can get to your dogs. There's lots of good things that you can give. Um, things like cabinossi and things like that. Dogs love that. Don't overdo it. But uh, when you're training a dog, with the dogs, like we said, their sense of smell being 10,000 or 100,000 times, a little bit of cabinossi in your pocket. A lot of the dog trainers and obedience trials, you, you know, the judge is not allowed to say... Let's have a look at you. Strip your pockets out. But I'm sure they're carrying some. Oh, really? Carry some? Is, it, is that a cabanossi in your pocket yeah. or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> uh, but, of course, you know, as we know, dogs will eat anything. Yep. There's very few things you could put down for a dog uh, and they won't eat it. Correct. So, and that's so, the so most they common need, reason. They need our guidance. Yeah. Well, the most common reason a dog comes through my consulting doors is usually diarrhoea and vomiting. Why do they get that? Because they think, oh, what's that? And they'll lick it straight away. That's what they do, and they, they lick the most horrendous things and pick up bugs they shouldn't pick up. So, yes, they need our guidance. Now it's time for our special guest dog lover this week, and he is considered a radio legend, as I said before, currently on B-Rock FM. He's also a proud Indigenous man and understands the spirituality and importance of dogs in our lives, and that's Mr Luke Bonner. And stick around because he's going to recite a poem about our special four-legged friends. Dogs are a really, really important part of me and my being. Because you you know you want to know why? They have a sense. And over thousands of years we had to deal with dogs. They would protect us, we would feed them. And they have never let us down. And we've mucked around with their breeds over the years, and I know that you talk about that a lot. But basically, a dog, and can I just say in my language, which is Wiradjuri, uh, a dog is called a Miri. And a dog is not just a companion, and it's not just a worker. It's a spiritual friend. Does that make any sense to you? Oh, very much so. People, the things that dogs do that people can't explain, ever. 
and they have this sixth sense. Dogs have a sixth sense. They certainly know when you're depressed. They know when you're in danger. They know when you're happy. They can understand you like more they, than your, your up, partner can. They pick up on moods so quickly, don't they? It's, it's actually quite freaky. I've had a lot of dogs in my life, and I, I've got to say, I don't think I ever will not have a dog. I'm always going to have a dog as my companion because they really pick up on your mood. And if somebody else in the household is not feeling well, well, aren't they good at fixing that as well? Now, I, I inherited the dog. You know my our good mate, Simon Stevenson, the home improvement expert? Yes. He had a little dog called Milo, and he couldn't keep him. He was moving house, and he was moving to a house that couldn't have pets. And I just hooked up with this dog. Uh, Rob, I just hooked up with this dog. Whenever I went to Simon's house, the little dog, it was, it was a little fox terrier. You know that um, TV show, Frasier? Yes. The Kelsey Grammer? Yeah, the little, the, with the little, little Jack Russell terrier in there, yes. It looked exactly like that. Wow. <laughs> and, and we inherited this dog. And my mum's sister, Auntie Leela, she was 92, and she was in a nursing home. And I would take this dog every Saturday to visit her. And this little dog just got it. And he would go up to people who weren't well, who, who weren't right. And he, and he had this, it was his party trick. He would sit up on his back legs with his front feet pointed forward like a meerkat. Yep. And he knew how to beg for food. <laughs> but, but, he, but the nurses there, the nurses and the staff said, please, Mr. Luke, every Saturday, please bring the little dog because it, he changes everybody's life here. And Milo, I miss him so much. He died from a tick. He died from a tick. Um, Milo would come to me to Auntie Leela every Saturday and he changed everybody's personality. He made the day. He, Rob, he was a superstar. Yeah, he was a great little dog. And you know you, Milo? Got, I do very much. You've got a border collie now. Yeah, Barney, you treated him when he was very young because yes. he had a yes. tick. Yes. Barney's now 11. Dr. Rod, wow. can you believe he's now 11? And he's a funny thing because um, he was bought from a pet shop and he wasn't a, a little puppy, but he was a puppy. He was about six months old and um, he had issues. But he's, his border collie instincts are unbelievable because when I take him for a walk, he rounds me up. And if there's three of us, if I go with Nikki, if I go with the kids, he just runs circles around us. He has yes. never been put in front of sheep. But he runs circles around us, and he, he runs looking at us, so he bumps into trees and garbage bins and swings because he's not looking at where he's going. He's looking at us. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Can I just re relay a, a poem to you that I was taught in primary school? Please. And if you don't cry, there's something wrong with you. It's called um, The Prayer of the Dog. Lord, I keep watch. If I'm not there, who will guard their house, watch over their sheep and be faithful? No one but you and I understands what faithfulness is. They call me good dog, nice dog. <laughs> Words. Take their pets and the old bones they throw me and I seem pleased. They really believe they make me happy. And I take their kicks too when they come my way. 
But you know what? None of that matters. I keep watch. Lord, please do not let me die until for them all danger is driven away. Amen. That's very special. Very special, Luke. And, uh, yeah. Isn't that wonderful? I think it is. I think it is a wonderful poem. It certainly describes... Oh, Lord, please do not let me die until for them all danger is driven away. Amen. All right, brother. Thank you very much, and I will talk to you soon. All the best. I love love you, mate. You too, brother. All the best. Bye, mate. All right, now, our celebrity dog this week. Uh, Her name is Dora the Explorer. Now, Dora the Explorer is owned by Australian actor Liam Hemsworth, one of those Hemsworth boys. Now, Dora the Explorer is massive, if you've ever seen a picture of Dora. What sort of... Now, Dora was actually a rescue dog that Liam got. So what do you think Dora is? Oh, she's definitely a cross Irish wolfhound. Irish wolfhounds are just the most beautiful, gentle dogs. They are... But they're big, right? Biggest dog you can get. They are are the biggest dog in the world, Irish wolfhounds. They're just enormous as far as height and and size is concerned. Um, You get some dogs that are more weightier, like Neapolitan Mastiffs and other of the Mastiff breeds, but these, these dogs are, Irish Wolfhounds are real tall, just like Dora is, with these big square heads. Interesting about the Irish Wolfhound, um, in world, around World War I, the breed became extinct. No more Irish Wolfhounds anywhere to be found in the world. But obviously there was at least two around. No, there wasn't. None. So how does that work? None. Ah, well, because genes in the population are never lost. You don't lose the genes, and so the the astute dog men and women at that time said, we want this breed back, and they looked at different breeds that were a bit like Irish wolfhounds and started crossing them, and the dogs that you see now are exactly like the Irish wolfhounds of old. So how does a breed of dog disappear altogether? Uh, No one was breeding them. They were too big. People in Ireland those days, no one had the money to keep them. To feed them, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. and and it wasn't as much travel as there is now, so it wasn't like all the different breeds spreading themselves around the world the the way they did then, they just became extinct as a breed. But they got them back to just what they are today and they breed true. You know, you breed two Irish wolfhounds, they look exactly like mum and dad and and mum and dad look like the ancient Irish wolfhounds before they became extinct. But I've never met an Irish wolfhound, thank God, (laughs) that's aggressive. They are so big you wouldn't want them to be aggressive but they are just beautiful, gentle creatures Lovely dogs, you know they'll knock you down. They're big because standing on their on their hind legs, they're as tall uh, as a human. Right? Yeah, absolutely, easily, yeah. even taller than most. A lot of humans, I put their their front legs on their shoulders and look down at them, give them a lick. Thank yeah, but be be um, aware they are a big dog. If you want one, have plenty of room for them to enjoy life. Plenty of room in the lounge room for them to wipe the table with with their big tails. <laughs> Very loving dogs. All right, now our quiz question this week was what is the most popular breed of dog in the world? Not just in Australia or, or the US like last week. Uh, what is the most popular breed of dog in the world? Is it a Labrador Retriever, a Golden Retriever, a German Shepherd, a Poodle, or is it a Greyhound? And Rob, as always, has the answer. 
They're the most popular breed in a lot of countries, actually. And yes, it is the same as the one that was last week, the Labrador Retriever. A dog for all seasons fits in pretty much everywhere in the world. They are just wonderful, adapted dogs. Is there such a thing as a miniature Labrador, or are they always just a Labrador? No, just a Labrador Retriever. Um, no one's fiddled with them, because if you, if you start fiddling with it, you know, Mother Nature wants the dog roughly the size of a Kelpie or Dingo, which is about you know, Labrador size. When you miniaturise them or make them big, you can end up with problems. I think that's why Labradors are so popular. They're a short-coated, you know, wash-and-wear dog, no, no great drums, don't need too much... No, activity if, if they don't want it if they'll take it if you if you give it to them they enjoy that too they're great family dogs they've got so many things going very positive breed of dog to have and uh, there are some really good breeders in this country that are breeding some fantastic labradors um, they come in three colors the yellow or golden you know, color that we see yellow the black or black and the chocolate yeah, the chocolate, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Gorgeous dogs. Yeah, one of the breeds of dogs on that list was, of course, a greyhound. Who, you know, And greyhounds are popular all over the world, but particularly becoming popular now as pets, where mm. people seem to you know, have rescued them, I guess, from a, the life of a uh, competing greyhound to the life of a hanging-around-the-house greyhound. Um, do you see a lot of greyhounds? Oh, lots of them. Lots of rescued greyhounds. Yeah. Um, we've had many. We had even owned one for a while. They are real... You see these very fast dogs with all this muscle that are the ideal lounge lizard. Really? The only problem you have with a little greyhound is that you need a bigger lounge <laughs> for you. But sometimes but, you see pictures of them when they're snarling and they've, they've got a pretty crazy set of teeth there. Uh, yeah, I, are they an aggressive they're breed? They're not aggressive. Way? No, 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 no. They're not aggressive. The reason they have to wear a muzzle is that, unfortunately, they've been trained to chase little white furry things. Mm. So if they're walking in the street and a little white furry dog comes along or whatever, a cat they will attack if they've been trained that way. But a lot of them now have what's called, once they're finished racing and they come into the rescue system, they get what's called a green collar in some places, which means they've been retrained and they just don't give a hang about chasing anything. They just Good. enjoy life mm. and uh, and you get the best out of the, of the greyhound at that stage because they are just such a gentle, gentle dog. Love people, um, not, not the best guard dog in the world, not at all, I'm telling you. Anyway. They just welcome anybody into the house and they, yes, they just, they don't need as much room as people think. They, it's good to get them out walking. It's great if you can have got a, a big park that's enclosed fences that they could have a run in if they wish. But do they naturally love a run or has that just yeah, been bred into them? No, they do love run. They're, they were bred to run. Right. They were bred to run the straight line. A few episodes ago, we had our special um, show episode about um, judging dogs and, and whatever. Um, has there ever been a greyhound? Oh, yes. There really? Been, so there a been show dog greyhound? Lots of show dog greyhounds. Some of them have done best in shows. I've wow. seen okay. quite a few okay. of them win best in shows. Beautiful, beautiful dogs. All right, that's it for us on the Doggy Pod this week. Thank you very much again for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, and we will see you next week. And remember, your day will never end badly if you come home to the love of a dog. And you know who said that? Who said that? Me. I just oh. Oh. always feel that. that Dr. You... Rob Zamet, philosopher. Yeah, you come home to the love of a dog, your day can't end badly, can it? They are always happy to see you. All the best. See you next time. Bye.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.